Hey, CityCast listeners. On Thursdays, the CityCast Houston team talks about the stuff that makes Houston, Houston. Today, in the first week of hurricane season 2022, lead producer Dina Kesba, producer Farrell Gibbs, and I are talking about our hurricane memories and what it is that we do to get ready for this season. It's Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. All right, Dina and Farrell, let's talk about hurricanes. Dina, you grew up in Houston. What hurricane memory is the most vivid for you? Oh, my goodness. There's two different hurricanes. (laughs) One is Rita, because that one happened after Katrina and after we, like, my parents saw what happened to Katrina, they were, like, freaking out. And so all over the news, everyone's like, evacuate, evacuate. So that was the first time ever that our family evacuated for a hurricane. Okay, and this, it was, like, a big hurricane that appeared to be steaming right toward yeah. Houston. Right after we'd seen what a big hurricane can do mm-hmm. to a city. Oh, my God. We were stuck on a highway in traffic, bumper to bumper, for hours. We couldn't find gas. So we would always have to, and this was like summertime, right? So we'd have to turn off the car while we're in traffic and just sweat bullets just sitting there. We had very limited access to food, like restaurants. Everybody was like out of food because they couldn't keep up with anyone that was, you know, stopping by to pick up some food. Once we got to Killeen, trying to find a hotel, we couldn't find a single hotel that had just like at least one room available. We even tried to go past Killeen, any small town, nothing. And... My dad finally was like, you know what, let me call this like distant relative of mine that's out here. We'll crash in their place. And we did. And the thing that made it so upsetting for my parents (laughs) was that once we got back to Houston, there was nothing wrong. There was no flooding. Nothing happened to our house. They're like, we could have been so comfortable. (laughs) We could have been fine. I mean, this is the hard thing about hurricanes. And I think Houston really got a wake up call into how hard it would be to evacuate the entire city. Oh, yes. And y'all are oh, up in God. A-Leaf. You're not Galveston. We're not. Yeah. You know? Okay, so that's one. So, yeah. so that's the hurricane that didn't hit. Yeah, the second one was Irma. Now, when Irma came, it was just like a tropical storm. It wasn't as bad. So we did lose power. And it was in the middle of Ramadan, which was rough because it's like trying to fast. It's very hot, so you can't drink water. So trying to fast and trying to like with no AC. not get thirsty with no AC, nothing was hard. The only plus side to it was that we had a gas stovetop, so we were still at least able to cook, unlike a lot of our relatives who had electric. So everybody would come over to our house, and our house was where you broke her fast because we had food, and then we just ate all the ice cream that was in the freezer because it was like, <laughs> we had no choice. It was going to melt. <laughs> so we broke our fast on ice cream and like random little things that we had in our pantry. Yeah. Farrell, what about you? You only recently moved to the Houston area, but you came here from Mobile. You have lived a long time on the Gulf Coast. I have. I have. (laughs) I was no stranger to it when I got here and they started coming in 2020. But um, I've had two near misses when I lived in Hempstead. And we were like on the far edge of it. So we barely got any rain from them. I think Laura was one and maybe Cristobal was another. But we had prepared for them. We were ready. And uh, but, you know, I have not experienced it in Houston, uh, a hurricane here. But uh, Katrina came in on my wedding week. We had a 
when we when I was living in Alabama, we had a reception area planned and a church planned. I think the water went nine feet up the walls of the Whoa. reception area, oh. and and the church <gasps> never opened again. And uh, so we moved an entire wedding from there to Auburn and planned it in the same amount of days. But the tricky part was that, you know, I've, I've said before I was in the convenience store business. Uh, there was a shortage of gasoline. So my family, before they came to the wedding, they had to stand in the street and direct traffic into the convenience stores. To, that your family runs. <laughs> right. Yeah. To get, to, uh-huh. to get people... <laughs> you know, the last bits of gas that they could, that they could get. So, um, yeah, Um, that one. And then I remember, I don't know if y'all got hurricane Ivan, that one came in and knocked all of our gas dispensers down. Tornadoes came through. So I'm very familiar with, yeah, we didn't get all of that. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. So I have covered them as a reporter. So after hurricane Ike, I was one of the first people let back onto the Island in Galveston. And, you know, you just drove around looking at stuff like shrimp boats that had been washed way up onto land. There was supposedly flesh-eating bacteria in the drinking water. Uh, And yet there were still, like, a fair number of people on the island who had never evacuated when they were supposed to, people who very well could have been killed. Wow. And I remember, like, you know, (laughs) there was a restaurant open, so I thought, okay, and I stopped for lunch because I thought, okay, I'd rather do this than eat whatever granola bar I've packed. (laughs) (laughs) And... You know, there were a bunch of barflies sitting around the bar drinking. And the bartender said, yeah, you could give me a sandwich. I asked for, you know, water. He didn't have any. I asked for a Coke. He didn't have any. He said, beer, <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> and I said, all right. You know, and all the barflies cheered, you know. And <laughs> one of them told me about how he had been in his garage apartment when the storm surge came in. And... Like, the water began rising up on his second floor. And he was kind of paddling around, chasing his cooler, shouting, save the beer, save the beer. (laughs) You know, it's one of those things where the line between comedy and tragedy is so thin. Mm -hmm. This guy very easily could have been a stat. And instead, here he was the next day, drunk Mm -hmm. as a skunk. But, you know, I remember Ike didn't really come in and hit Houston you know, it had some wind, but it wasn't a really giant windstorm. And even so, it knocked our power out. It took off roofs. Mm. Because I was one of the people who were covering it for the media, I had press credentials. And in the days after the storm, when everyone else was supposed to stay home, I was out driving around. And one of the strangest, most apocalyptic things I have ever done was driving on those Houston freeways when there was not another car in sight and doing it sometimes at night when there were no lights to be seen. That's so creepy. Yeah, you could see the stars. Lisa, I have seen that before. Uh, When the lights went down in Mobile for, Mm -hmm. I think it was Katrina. I remember going outside. I, I've never seen stars like that. Well, since not, not in the never. city, and uh, it's it's yeah. it's an eerie and amazing feeling all at once. To see stars as you're driving on I-45 or I-10 is creepy. You know, it feels like mm-hmm. something is really wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Y'all are brave. <laughs> I'd be too scared to be out at night when there's no power. Oh, but it's also you can also drive as fast as you want, Dina. <laughs> That's even scarier. <laughs> there is nobody on the freeway. For one of those hurricanes, I think it, again it was Katrina. I the bands hadn't calmed down yet, and so nobody was out. And I was like, it's over. You know how the bands, each band will will diminish in power, and so yeah. Each storm. I was like, I'm hungry. Let's go get some food, (laughs) which nothing was open anyway. (laughs) So I drove, I drove out and there was nobody on the roads and and a cop was at an intersection and he flagged me down and he said, what are you doing? You are stupid. Go home right now. I turned right around and drove home. I was like, I'm sorry. Were you in the eye of the hurricane? It wasn't the eye. It was just the last bands, but I did not gauge, you know, I thought that it was going to be okay. And yeah, there is this period when like power lines are down, flopping in the streets, tree limbs mm-hmm. are all over the place. Yeah. And you know, if there's been flooding, you've got cars that got flooded and are blocking all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it was pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't do that I, I again. <laughs> I was a different person back yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't. Yeah. What was Hurricane Harvey like for y'all? Uh, I was. <laughs> this is my like worst call as a journalist ever. <laughs> I was scheduled to go on vacation because I was oh. about to change jobs and I wanted like a big serious break between wow. the two because I knew my next job was going to take a lot of time at the Houston Chronicle. And I saw a storm was rolling in and I know enough about hurricanes to know you ought to decide, you know, if you're really leaving town, you either do it early or you decide not to. And I thought, okay, I've made a deal with my kids that, you know, I am really and truly going to take this vacation with them. And so I checked with my bosses and they said, oh, sure, go ahead, take an extra day off, leave early. I was heading to Taos, New Mexico when it became clear that Harvey was going to hit. We were like driving up and spending the night in Lubbock. Oh, y'all were driving. It's not like, oh. Yeah. So, you know, it was fine because, you know, I'd left before people were even thinking about evacuating. It was before okay. it was super clear that it was big. Mm. Or I might have mm-hmm. felt like I had to stay and make my kids mad. <laughs> <laughs> but as it was, you know, suddenly I was one of the people who had great access to power. I was high and dry. Mm. And so I ended up like editing Houston Chronicle stories first at an Einstein's bagel place in Lubbock, you know, where wow. I just set up shop for most of a day. Wow. At first, I was one of the only Houston Chronicle editors who was high and dry and had power. Eventually, I threw my kids back in the car, and we drove north to Taos, and I edited from there. My husband had stayed behind, and so I was getting all these dispatches from him, and he was looking very nervously at that bayou in our backyard. We had never seen it get that high. It has a 20-foot bank. But Randall was making just really eerie plans, like, do I get on the roof? You know, I'm telling him, don't get in the attic. You know, if you do get in the attic, take a hatchet, because the way that people die in really high water is they can't get out of the attic. Yeah, yeah. And it was really creepy watching it from a distance and feeling like I ought to be there. And Mm -hmm. it was, you know, crummy vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) like you left and still went somewhere but (laughs) right 
But there I was, you know, spending my waking hours, you know, logged in, reading the news, editing yeah. stuff. How soon was it that y'all got back on the road and headed back, back home? Uh, I don't remember exactly how long, but it was as soon as it sounded like the roads would be passable. Driving back was really strange because as we were coming in, you know, the closer we got, the more debris that I, I began seeing in the roads, you know, like giant branches in the freeway. But then mm -hmm. suddenly when we got into Houston, it had been cleared. Yeah. We still didn't have power at my house for weeks. Wow. Yeah, that's rough. But I think we were one of the lucky ones for our family. Out of all our cousins, we were the only ones that still had power. And generally, yeah. we always lose power. So we were like, oh, my God. Every day we woke up and there was power. We're like, we still have power. We're okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we would fill our bathtub with water. You know, I mean, thankfully, we had, you know, a pool in the backyard. So if ever we lost water, we, we still had a way of flushing our toilets, which was great. Yeah. I remember in 2017, Houston wasn't even a blip on my radar, but we're so hurricane ravaged there that we think that we had the ho hottest weather, the worst hurricanes, all of this. In Mobile. In Mobile, right. And it's kind of like a chip on your shoulder, some, some badge of honor. And I remember I saw this video in 2017 of Houston, and I was like, I mean, it, it blew me away, but y'all have probably seen it, but this guy comes back to his house that's flooded, and he sits down and he plays the piano in the floodwaters. I think his name is Eric Harding. I remember thinking that there was some elegance and some art here in Houston that, you know, a Mobilian would come and just probably be cussing. This sucks, you know, and just, <laughs> but this guy, you know, made art out of it. Not, uh, anyway, it was, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. there was plenty of cussing here, Carol. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember just feeling this surge of unyielding loyalty suddenly to places like Walmart and HEB <laughs> that were really like doing what the state and the feds hadn't done yet, getting into mm -hmm. Houston, especially HEB. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that image that everyone posted on Reddit and Twitter yeah. of HEB being the first, the first responder. anything to respond. Right. And you don't expect a grocery store. Coming in. So what, they, what happened? What did they do? They sent trucks in. HEB has this, it's almost a paramilitary operation. They have emergency <laughs> planning. They are super efficient. If a grocery store is going to be a little bit of a nation state, I'm, you know, thank you, HEB. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All right, do y'all take precautions? What do you have in your hurricane kit? What are you? What are your plans? Farrell? Okay, I'll get to that in two seconds. First thing I want to ask is, because I was in Hempstead and not closer to the mm -hmm. shore, I don't think people were taking it as seriously there as maybe like South Houston. Harvey? Yeah. So what about plywooding up houses? Does that happen a lot around here? Because we would plywood the whole city down. Do people do that here? It especially happens at the coast. And mm -hmm. like I'm after my husband, I think we ought to get plywood cut to fit our windows so that we're ready. But I don't think most Houstonians do it. We haven't had a really big windstorm in a long, long time. Ike, our last windstorm was not really that big. Yeah. And so the people up here, you know, once you start getting inside the Houston city limits, you don't see much of it. You'll see tape. A lot of masking tape on windows oh, that stays yeah. up for months at Just a time. Just so doesn't crack. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, hurricane kit. Completely empty right now. 
Completely <laughs> empty. However, uh, all of this hurricane week has got me thinking about it. The thing I think about most is power. So they have all these great new gadgets. Like they have this Yeti 1000. It's a power, a portable power station. It's a thousand bucks, but you can, you can get 18 hours on your refrigerator. Uh, it's got two 120 volt ports. It's got all these different features. And then when it runs out, you can take it outside with a solar panel and recharge it. I think in like four hours or just plug it into your, your cigarette lighter in your car. So it seems like if I had the money to replenish mm -hmm. my hurricane kit, I would start with something like that. Yeah, a lot of people buy generators. I've been looking at batteries because I have solar panels. Those are super expensive. Oh, that's but, right. You've got yeah. solar panels. Yeah. Yeah, but because of the way that the panels work, they're connected to the grid. And unless you have a battery, you can't use the energy that your panels are generating if, if your oh. electric grid is down. Really? And yeah. And so like even a basic battery that wouldn't power my whole house is, you know, in the neighborhood of $7,000. Oh, wow. I'm chewing on that. But like, you know, a gas generator is cheaper. Depends on what you want to power, I'm sure, too. If you get the really nice ones, those are like over right. 10K. But yeah, what we have, we have a bunch of these little like jumpstart batteries that you can buy for your car. They've been really helpful for my kids' jalopies. But <laughs> during a hurricane, if the power goes out, you know, these suckers will have 10, 20 hours to power your laptop or more. And you can. Nice. And, that, you know, you can recharge them if you can find power. Mm, that's really good. I'll tell you what came in mm. handy for us during Yuri was, you know, those really large, clear water containers? Yeah. I've got, yeah, like three or four. Yeah, we went and bought a couple of those. I don't even know why I heated that because I have always seen people fill their bathtubs and fill water in all manner of hurricanes, many, many hurricanes we do that in my too. life, right? <laughs> and yeah, I've yeah. never seen it used. And I always thought, I don't, I don't care how much you scrub that bathtub, I'm not drinking water out of that bathtub. And then, I, you know, ironically, <laughs> we're talking about hurricanes, but then when I went through that, when we went through that, winter storm i saw the importance of water and how it's not just used for drinking that is important in so many facets of life right. that i did not know wet wipes are also really nice for oh cleaning. that would have been we didn't have any of those that would have been yeah. awesome mm -hmm. oh oh my god power battery operated bidet a portable <laughs> one. Oh, dina that <laughs> that is a thousand percent in my kit right now <laughs> Before, it wasn't battery operated. It was just the regular one that you squeeze. But then on Amazon, they started making the power, the battery ones. Dina, that Yo, is I my need, style. I can't survive I am with that 100%. I sign off on that. So if that's not in your kit right now, get it. Put it in your kit. I swear it's life changing. You're the first person who's ever thought to put that in a hurricane kit. But it's a good item. It is a good item for a hurricane. <laughs> it really is. Keeps you clean, man. Especially when the water's out and you're, mm -hmm. you want to stay clean. <laughs> Yo, that's the way. <laughs> I don't think we're going to top that. I think we're done. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right. Well, thank y'all. This is fun. As always. This was great. Thank you. All right, listeners, if you are not ready for hurricane season yet, this is the time to do it. 
before we get deeper into summer and the storms become even more likely. We will have lots of links with some of the stuff that we mentioned in our show notes. Okay, Farrell, what else is going on around town? Thank you, Lisa. Some fighting words for a headline in the Chronicle this week on local food joints. Whataburger is overrated. The Chronicle polled readers and asked for their most unpopular and controversial food opinions. So here are a few of those. Quote, our barbecue scene is overpriced and underflavored. For pizza, quote, Houston is a below average pizza town, although Love Buzz tastes like an authentic slice of New York City pizza. Another quote, the classic inner loop versus outer loop food debate is backwards. Inside the loop is dumbed down fast, casual, fast food chains. And outside the loop is way better, infinitely more interesting, diverse, and full of great mom and pop immigrant restaurants. On Torchy's Tacos, quote, their tortillas should disqualify them from consideration as Tex-Mex, improve these, or be placed alongside Taco Bell. And finally, as it pertains to the headline above it all, this reader's comment was, quote, Whataburger is overrated. It's like lower quality Burger King. That is it for today's show. Tomorrow, on Friday, we will be talking about the past week's Houston news. See you then. Y'all think I'm joking. Y'all got to get yourself one of those. Y'all, I'm I not know into- you're not. That's why I think it's awesome. We know you're not joking. <laughs> we know you're not even being funny. But you're really funny, Dina. That is hilarious and awesome.